the David Glenn Show. We will have time for more of your best and worst of the weekend phone calls a little bit later this hour. Some college football preseason camps did begin this past weekend. Miami and Florida, for example, have the earliest high-profile game in all of college football in the latter part of August, a week before, for example, ECU, NC State, and those other August 31st weekend games. Everybody else in college football reports later this week, most Thursday with the first practice on Friday. Remember, all NFL teams are already underway, and as strange as it may sound, the first preseason game in the NFL will be this Thursday, the Broncos against the Falcons taking each other on an NBC national TV game in Canton, Ohio, the site of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We'll leave the Joe Person live from Spartanburg update on the Panthers and other NFL headlines for about 30 minutes from now. We'll give you best and worst of the weekend phone call time about 15 minutes from now and we bring in studio as promised the guy who got this year's edition of the classic sports movie challenge rolling it is intern will he does represent william peace university he did dazzle us with with details about his previous selection in this year's classic sports movie challenge we bring out this fastest growing game show in all of sports radio only one month each year it started in early July. It will end later this week. These are your last chances to win a classic sports movie challenge prize. Of course, we do have other giveaways and prize-winning opportunities in other ways throughout the calendar year. If you'd like to be a contestant, you can dial 1-800-849-2761. Will has picked today's classic sports movie. We are jumping to a different genre. Uh, Darren, you can help me with this as you cue up the audio. For those new to the Classic Sports Movie Challenge, Darren Vaught digs out of our archives a well-known, perhaps even classic scene from a classic sports movie, as our statewide listeners have voted them, the top 50. That was uh, about a decade ago. Maybe we need to refresh the vote for future years. We'll leave that on the back burner. Darren has dug out the audio. Previous winners this month or in your time with me, Darren, have included, just from baseball, Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, The Sandlot, A League of Their Own, and others just from baseball, right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah for sport. love of the game and some others there. How many audio clips would you have from Bull Durham, for example? Like uh, 10 to choose from? <laughs> Maybe a dozen that, w that could that, that register at a level to where they're recognizable specific to that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we could play those bites – as the competition we recently had a winner from the hockey genre it was slap shot right. the classic sports movie Mighty challenge ducks as well was a mighty ducks one. was another good one we had remember the titans we had any given sunday and others from the football genre we've had maybe not this year but rocky and other classic boxing movies right quick aside the lovely and talented maria and i watched ali this weekend uh, that is not today's classic sports movie. I was <laughs> That's disappointed. Will, Will Smith as Muhammad Ali. I will right? say both. Will Smith was brilliant as Muhammad Ali. I was disappointed. There's a lot to squeeze into an Ali movie. Granted, I would not have wanted to be the writer, producer, director. There's a lot going on there. He was a lot more than just one of the greatest heavyweight boxers of all time. There's layer after layer of complication in Vietnam, and he's suspended, and multiple wives, and crazy relationships, and Don King, and his children. I mean, there's a lot going on. I came away disappointed. I don't know why it took me so long to watch that movie. It's not like it's new. 
I was overall disappointed, as was Maria. And we don't even have similar tastes in movies. A lot of times we disagree. Uh, thumbs down from both of us on that, but yet a great performance by Will great Smith. Great performance given what he was given by Will Smith via the script and, and how he was directed, there, I think. There were a lot of uber-long in-the-ring scenes, which I didn't mind, but... There's a lot of there's so much storytelling that needs to be done. I mean, Malcolm X, you know, is part of this. Uh, Martin Luther King's assassination is a part of this. Uh, his, his refusing to fight for our country in Vietnam, but eventually uh, being the conscientious objector. This is a guy, one of the greatest of all time, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. How do you communicate all those personality traits bigger than life, right? A beloved person late in life. Not at all, beloved. I mean, he took a lot of venom and a lot of hatred from a lot of Americans uh, around the time of Vietnam and even for a while after that for a wide variety of reasons, like religious layers to that stuff, uh, converting to Islam and changing his name from Cassius Clay. It was a whopper of, of a subject matter to tackle. I don't know if I could have done any better, but I knew so many parts of his story that they couldn't squeeze into that movie that I ended up just coming away a little bit disappointed. But that's just a quick aside. We already have contestants for the Classic Sports Movie Challenge. Longtime listeners know that it is very difficult to win if you just wait for the audio and then call in. Will is standing by with dazzling details. You think you know a movie until one of our interns comes in and finds hidden nuggets by the bucket load to share with you as you gain an additional appreciation for a movie you thought you knew well. All right, Darren, you cue up the audio. It's going to be intern Christian, whose voice you hear if you dial 1-800-849-2761. Darren, you cue up the audio. My only hint is, is that it is not from one of the previous genres that we have hit earlier this month. I think you would have gotten it even without that help, but here is today's classic sports movie challenge. I mean, you walk in that door on your two legs, all fat and cocky, and looking at me in my chair, and you tell me it's all in my head? I hope that both of you have sons, handsome, beautiful, articulate sons who are talented and star athletes, and, and they have their legs taken away. I mean, I pray you know that pain and that hurt. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. I think that might you have given it away. You are not paralyzed. I am so paralyzed. No, no, no. Rough on him now. No, he needs to know. Okay. He's always crying. <laughs> tough love it is. Tough love. Wake <laughs> up, idiot. You want to know what I am? You want to see what my life is? Don't, uh -oh. don't, don't do it. Do you want to see what's going on here? Don't you stick that knife in your leg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. If you had to come up with a name for a fictional blank, wouldn't you have come up with that name? I yeah. mean, I don't want to yeah. say any more because somebody, <laughs> right? Somebody has to give us the name of that classic sports movie. 1 800 849 2761. Sean is in Wilmington and gets the first crack at this. Somehow, I swear, I am not tilting the state of North Carolina to favor the greater Wilmington area. I am a master of ceremonies for the Greater Wilmington Sports Hall of Fame. I got married in Wrightsville Beach. I got engaged in Wilmington. It's possible that one or both of my children were conceived there, so it certainly has a special place in my heart. 
I am not I am not tilting the state toward the southeastern corner, Darren, and yet most of our winners this summer. They just happen to be calling first. It's like Hampstead, it's Wilmington proper, it's other areas. Great FM and AM signals carrying the DG show down there. Sean in Wilmington, I think it might be one although he called before you queued up the audio. Sean, can you name that classic sports movie? I can. It would be Talladega Night. That is, that is correct. You are a winner. If we asked you to give the fuller name beyond Talladega Nights, do you, you've already won, but do you know the extra wording there? The ba- I can't. I can't be. i got to be honest. That's all right. The, the, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Yes. That's right. And, yep. if you, and really, if any of us were writing a book or doing a movie on NASCAR, and we had to just, we were having some beers, you know, just kick back, maybe in front of the fireplace, maybe having a beer down in Wrightsville Beach, where I've had many. And just thinking, what, what should we name this fictional NASCAR driver? Eventually, if we had enough adult beverages, somebody somewhere would say Ricky Bobby, right? It has to be. Sean in Wilmington is the beneficiary of that knowledge. It is Talladega Nights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. Stay online. We'll tell you how to collect your prize. There are only a couple more such prizes at stake in this month's Classic Sports Movie Challenge. I'm going to London with the family next week, Darren, so I don't know what you're doing in my absence, but I will I will personally make sure that all winners get their prizes. Three more are going out in the mail today. Three recent winners, 99% of our prizes can be mailed. Uh, 1% have to be picked up. That's just the large, heavy, or expensive-to-mail type stuff. Thanks to our friends at Sport Clips, Haircut Certificates, Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue, Gift Cards, Sullivan Steakhouse, Continental Tire, and all of those, certainly the teams in our state that provide us with tickets for our loyal listeners, the sports authors that drop by as guests and donate their latest books to our prize closet. There's something for everybody. I mailed a... I mailed a Team USA official soccer scarf as a prize recently. I mailed a Carolina Panthers T-shirt ball cap package recently. I mailed a Carolina Hurricanes blanket recently. That one I needed a bigger bag for. Some of those are, some of those get expensive, Darren. I don't know how much time you spend at the local package store. But the, budgets, the, the, the mailing budget is going up here at the David Glenn Show and does every July as we work our way through the Classic Sports Movie Challenge. All right, you want intern Will with his dazzling details on the other side. We have more phone calls at that same number, best and worst of the weekend style, 1-800-849-2761. Grant Hill is this week's version of the guy who gets best of the weekend votes and worst of the weekend votes after roughly 240 years where somehow American presidents did not get into frequent, polarizing, angry, often hateful debates with prominent sports figures. It's been commonplace for the last three years. Grant Hill, whose family has deep roots in the city of Baltimore, described the current president's attacks on that American city as unconscionable, as you might guess, That got Grant Hill best of the weekend votes. The former Duke superstar and NBA part owner nowadays also got worst of the weekend votes for that same stepping out, if you will, against the current U.S. president. 1-800-849-2761. Trevor Bauer and Tyreek Hill were also worst of the weekends. Jeremy Lin, why was he crying? Crying this weekend. He was giving a motivational speech, and he actually sounded depressed 
the former Lynn Sanity star of the NBA. He just won the NBA title. I mean, I know he was a bench player with the Toronto Raptors, but he got a ring. And seriously, the former Hornets point guard sounds depressed. Lots of best of the weekend votes all over the place. We'll get to Joe Person live from Spartanburg in about 20 minutes. We'll get to intern Will with Talladega Knights dazzling details on the other side. Your phone calls are welcome too. 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks who work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake it back! If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was more from Talladega Nights, today's classic sports movie. We have Joe Person joining us live from Spartanburg, South Carolina, in about 15 minutes on all things Panthers and NFL. Backup QB Will Greer, young wideout Curtis Samuel, and young cornerback Dante Jackson were among the playmakers over the weekend. We'll get an update from today. Joe Person, The Athletic Carolina. In studio with me now is intern Will. We are welcoming your best and worst of the weekend phone calls. We have given away a prize for the Classic Sports Movie Challenge. It was Talladega Nights. Will's task as we welcome your calls. I have a Jeremy Lin story for you as well. Why was he in the news this weekend? And why was he crying? after winning the NBA title as a member of the Toronto Raptors. More on that story with your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Joe Person in 15 minutes. Dazzling details, little-known yet fascinating fun facts about a classic sports movie you thought you knew well. With that in mind, we welcome intern Will representing William Peace University to our side of the glass. I am not going to say much because I don't want to step on any of his dazzling details. I will just say that... Upon further reflection, there are a lot more famous people, some of whom had really small parts in Talladega Nights that I had forgotten were in this movie. I mean, Will Ferrell as Ricky Bobby is the starting point for everything. In turn, Will dazzle us with detail number one. Well, I'm actually going to start, you know, appropriately with the knife in the leg scene. I did have a fact for that. (laughs) Um, So it turns out they actually, they milked the heck out of that scene. And what I mean is they kept making it longer and longer and longer because like on set, it was so funny. (laughs) They just, they kept making it longer. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) It, It was a central unforgettable part of the movie. There's no doubt about that. Now, I think appropriately, we should talk about some facts that are right here in our backyard, as in they shot they shot many of the race scenes at charlotte motor speedway nice which i think is very interesting in fact also ricky bobby's mansion that they had the iconic dinner scene with sweet baby jesus praying to sweet (laughs) baby jesus that mansion was actually in lake norman wow and recently sold for four million dollars i think last year they sold that nice we are the center of the nascar universe i brag about us being the center of the college basketball universe and i do think that's also true but who would even threaten us as the center of the NASCAR universe? Of course, if you're going to make Talladega Nights, you've got to utilize all we have to offer across the great state of North Carolina. I did not know all that, but I'm not surprised by that. Well done by intern Will. All right, so Will Farrell and director of the movie Adam McKay, as they were going around to different studios and production companies trying to pitch this movie, 
They only used six words to make that pitch. Will Farrell as a NASCAR driver. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Didn't even have Ricky Bobby queued up ready to go. No. I, just to promote it a little bit more, I would have added, how about Will Farrell as somebody named Ricky Bobby in a NASCAR movie? That, that's that's going to get your foot in the door. I mean, I'm not a NASCAR guy from birth. I learned a lot about NASCAR after I moved here 30 years ago. I know a lot more now than I knew then, even if it's not uh, overflowing exactly. But that would have had me at hello. Will Ferrell as Ricky Bobby in a NASCAR movie, yes. And I think it worked out quite well. It did. Go ahead, Will. All right, so John C. Riley, who played Cal Jr. Uh, in the, you know, he was the other, under, other half of the shake and bake. He based his character. He, he was doing some research on the history of racing and NASCAR to kind of figure out where he wanted to go with his character. He liked the idea of a 60s, 70s, uh, you know, 60s, 70s decade driver right. just because it was so rough around the edges. You know, everybody else was so clean cut. He liked the facial hair look, the big mutton chops, the side sideburns and just the crazy facial hair and he he described his character as somebody you would probably see running from the feds going back up to the mountains to hide <laughs> and get their still going that is, that's a, that is a great description come to think of it two of our recent guests in the real world kyle bush and kurt bush brought actual brothers take more shots at each other and symbolize something entirely different in the nascar world Ricky Bobby and Cal Jr. are not related. They're just best buddies and teammates, right? Don't they personify brotherhood better in the NASCAR universe than actual brothers, Kyle and Kurt Busch? <laughs> well, I think, I think well, they, they would both agree with us, Kyle and Kurt. Probably. And now they do famously in the movie you know, turn on each other at one point and then come back around. That's more Bush-like. And that's, that's yes. a little bit more Bush-like. Yeah. <laughs> go, go ahead, Will, with dazzling detail number four. All right, so in a movie like this, a lot of times there's a lot of green screen work. Uh, you know, you, it'd just be a race car and a green scene and a green screen in the background. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen, who played you know the French IndyCar racer, that was kind of the nemesis to Jean Ricky Bobby. Jean yeah, he was the nemesis to Ricky Bobby. He the first thing he had they had him do on set is he rode shotgun with a NASCAR driver going around the track about 180. And he said it was the one of the most unpleasant experiences of his life, period. <laughs> you know what I remember? And this just might be my twisted mind. Was it Sasha's car, the Perrier car? Yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. can you picture that? <laughs> like, what did uh, Ricky Bobby was driving, like, a Wonder Bread car Yeah, or the Wonder Bread. Right? I mean, you could picture that in the NASCAR yeah. culture. There's going to be and, a and, Wonder and Bread he car. He has other sponsorships. I think Powerade yeah. and Taco Bell. Cal and, Jr., I think, had Old Spice, Old Spice. Yeah, right? Old you Spice. can picture that. And, of course... The openly gay French Formula One driver, Jean Girard, driving the Perrier car. <laughs> I mean, are you automatically into the wall every weekend in the, in the real NASCAR world regardless? I think it's just going to happen. All due respect, NASCAR, as the saying goes, but I'm not sure Perrier would be well-received. I'm not sure Jean Girard would either. Go ahead, intern Will. More dazzling details from Talladega Nights. It's it's actually funny that you mentioned that because uh -oh, sorry. I, I, I'm not sure if it was at Charlotte Speedway that they did this or actual Talladega, but they had an actual race, and they were, like, announcing the actors as, like, 
their drivers in the movie. Well, when they got to Sasha Baron Cohen's, they actually booed him. <laughs> legit. <laughs> that's not surprising at all. That That's a very well done, dazzling detail. I had no idea you were going to go there. Well done, as always, intern Will, one of the stars of our classic sports movie challenge. All right. Now, as we were just talking about some of the sponsors, I actually had a fact on that, too. The three sponsors that we just talked about, Wonder Bread, Perrier, and Old Spice, they actually were not charged to keep wow. their products in the movie, which is actually very surprising. Wow. That's a big win for I them. I never yeah. would have guessed that. Isn't there a whole sub-industry in Hollywood in product placement? Yeah. Like, there's somebody, you know, Darren writes a brilliant movie, and it's it's uncommercialized, Darren, because you're just sharing your soul. I'm gritty and raw you're, as a you're filmmaker. You're gritty, you're raw, you're <laughs> soulful, you're meaningful, and and you put your nose up. In the air at those who over-commercialized <laughs> the beautiful creations of I your inner soul. I love where you're going soul, with this hypothetical. Right? In this particular case, what, I mean, wouldn't it be more authentic to charge Wonder Bread and Old yeah. Spice? <laughs> if you're being authentic to NASCAR or auto racing, for sure. When, when Kurt Busch joined us recently, I'm not even kidding you, in his first answer, I think he... he Dropped in casually five yeah. different partners. Yeah. Well, you know, DG, when uh, I'm driving the car, uh, and, and I'll never forget my sponsor. <laughs> I'll never forget that, you know? I mean, and they just drop it in like you remember your children's names. And that's a great dazzling detail. I, I've seen Talladega Nights probably five times. I never would have guessed that. That's the opposite of product placement, isn't it? When was this movie made? Early 2000s, right? Yeah, I think I think 06. Yeah, see, okay, I, so mid-2000s. If, if it happened like in my childhood, I could see maybe they just weren't as far along in the product placement part. But there's no oh, way oh somebody God. didn't get oh, paid no. for Wonder Bread's no. spot in this movie. Nothing in the 2000s is free, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Stuff that you think is accidental is not accidental anymore. It might have been 30 years ago. Well done by intern Will. What else do you have? All right, we're down to our last three, and so naturally, because it's a NASCAR-based movie, they the production they worked hands-on with NASCAR. You know, the officials, the drivers, and you know when they were working on set, apparently some of the NASCAR guys their jokes were actually better than the ones that they came up with on the movie, <laughs> and they said it was very embarrassing that not only could they drive 150 miles an hour, but their jokes were better. That's funny, and they weren't able to incorporate any of those jokes into the they, script. Little, they may have. I don't know which one. Rewrite maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, that doesn't surprise me. The guys in that culture talk about it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's part serious. There's some NASA level, high level stuff going on in NASCAR pits, and. Uh, and buildings between races, but um, no, there it's a fun atmosphere, and everybody's poking each other in the ribs pretty much all the time. All right, so Ricky Bob, there's a scene where Ricky Bobby he's calling out for all these different religious figures to help come save him, and he actually called out to Tom Cruise, which was a reference to the movie Days of Thunder, of where Cruise was the star. Of course, well done. Sometimes that's been a classic sports movie challenge. Yep. Days of Thunder, I believe those are the only two motorsports movies in our top fifty. Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. I'm not. I have to double check that. It's a long list. Go ahead, Will. All right. Final dazzling detail that probably had me the most upset was apparently Will Ferrell uh, was trying to get Steve Carroll, which, if you don't know, that's Ooh. Michael Scott from The Office. Mm. They were trying to get him a role in the movie, but because of scheduling conflicts, oh. he could not. Carroll would have been it. fun. Carell would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know where he fits in a in a, a film about 
automobile racing, but uh, they would have found a spot for him. Like, I, I don't think you could have cast Steve Carell as, a, as another driver. I, I don't know. Maybe it would have been entertaining. When you add up all of the cameos, some of them not even listed in the credits, I don't think. I mean, some of them were more significant roles, like the late-night TV guy, Andy Richter. Remember, wasn't he the uh, the he, love interest to Jean Girard? Yeah. He was. Yeah. Um, Greg Biffle, the actual NASCAR driver, was in the movie. Now, yeah. I don't remember anybody saying, hey, Biff. Like, so maybe he was just a... I think it was one of those things where, uh, was he was he not kicked out of, of victory lane at one point? I think you're maybe right. they just worked him into the, the, the race. So the maybe he was wearing, race. I don't know, maybe he was wearing his own name on his car? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember... I don't. He, I don't know if they handled him as a fictional character or as the real guy. No, but I, I remember he, him he was being portraying in himself. If I'm not mistaken. Are you aware of the rap artist Most Def? Yeah. yeah. Mo, did you know Most Def was in the Talladega Nights movie? No. Where El, was he? At Jean Girard's party, where you know only the highfalutin people are really invited to that <laughs> one. Uh, Elvis Costello is there. And most deaf is also there at that party. I kid you not. I've got to go back and watch Jamie this. Jamie McMurray, another actual popular NASCAR driver, uh, loses to Ricky in that scene where Ricky wins while driving in reverse. Yeah. That's yeah. the actual Jamie McMurray. <laughs> and I believe Dale Earnhardt Jr. plays one of, Bob, one of Ricky Bobby's fans. He does. There's a scene. Actually, I've got the audio from it. You that, do? That particular scene. He asks Ricky Bobby for his autograph. Can, uh, can you find it? Uh, there's actually a Dale Earnhardt Jr. scene in Talladega Nights that ended up on the cutting room floor. And Dale has said that he was disappointed that what he thought was his biggest contribution to the movie, the whole scene was cut. So the only, th that I recall, the only Dale Jr. thing that did not get cut is what Darren is about to play. Excuse me, Ricky. <laughs> hey, Dale. Hey, man. Can I get you out of here? Yeah, sure. Who do I make this out to? That's <laughs> uh, for me. I think you're awesome, man. Just don't tell any other drivers. Yeah, right? no, I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> All Thanks, right. man. I'll see you out there. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'd love to see By the way, Rob Riggle was also in this as a Speed Channel commentator. Molly Shannon from Saturday Night Live was a part of this movie as well. She was Mrs. Dennett, the younger Dennett's alcoholic wife. Even better on Saturday Night Live. The list goes on and on. They did a great job of obviously pulling from a lot of different corners of the entertainment universe to make Talladega Nights the ballad of Ricky Bobby. The greatest NASCAR name ever, of course, is that of a fictional character. As always, well done by Will. He represents with distinction William Peace University. We will have a couple more classic sports movie challenges. That allows you to win prizes from our deep and expansive prize closet. On the other side, we get the promise, the... Uh, Update that we promised from Carolina Panthers camp. There are some intriguing NFL headlines beyond Tyreek Hill, the troubled Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. Closer to home, the Panthers put pads on for the very first time this preseason. That was on Saturday. Cam Newton actually took the day off from throwing, just as a precaution, the pinch, pitch count and all that. And it was interesting to see how the quarterbacks lined up in the absence of Cam Newton. You might have thought maybe Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke would get the first snaps with Cam working out on the side with the trainers. Well, the depth chart looked a little bit different than that. Joe Person live from Spartanburg on all things NFL next on the David Glenn Show.
Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll, but, be, we'll uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. <laughs> You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Quick news to pass along for those who consume sports media. About 25 years ago, I created something called the ACC Sports Journal and accsports.com. 25 years later, it is still going strong. Thanks to all of you who did subscribe or do subscribe or were with us for any part of that 25 years and counting ride. There is a national attempt over these last couple years to basically do internationally, really, what we were able to successfully do over the last almost three decades with, of course, a regional approach to college sports coverage, the ACC Sports Journal and accsports.com. It's called The Athletic. As we go to Joe Person of The Athletic and The Athletic Carolina, he's coming at us live from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Panthers beat writer, knows the NFL from A to Z. I'm happy to share as a contributor to The Athletic and The Athletic Carolina that that news, sports news site, really the, the 21st century Sports Illustrated, if you will, uh, in a different way, they have surpassed 500,000 subscribers. Uh, they are a pay model. It is a subscription service launched in 2016. It is not easy to get half a million people to plop down cash for sports content. So congratulations to The Athletic. I'm honored to be a part of it. It is great sports writing, thanks in part to people like Joe Person. Uh, so I congratulate you as well, man, and the rest of the staff. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? You know, the funny part about that story, that, and also kind of the sad part, is, as you well know, many moons ago, I was a, uh occasional uh, contributor yeah. To your ACC sports right? Team. And uh, uh, affectionately known as Poop Sheet back then. Yep. I don't know if people still refer to it, but you're to be commended for uh, kind of being ahead of the curve on this where subscription models go and, and for giving people something a little bit more than just aggregation and just kind of inside-the-box sports code. Well, I'll tell you what. I am truly honored to be a part of it because of the caliber of writing and the caliber of people that they have attracted. And I have told them point blank, I was scared to death as a young man in the 1990s trying to launch a concept that was unfamiliar and why would I pay for information when it's free in so many places? So... Uh, they're doing it on a, an enormous scale compared to what I was doing in the 1990s. But the fundamentals are essentially the same. And I told those guys, man, you guys are either figuring out this new world in the 21st century the way I was trying to figure it out 25 years ago. And you're going to be essentially the 21st century success story in all of sports media or you're going to have a hard time getting people to pay for content. And the fact that they're past 500,000 subscribers says an awful lot. Joe Person, NFL writer for The Athletic Carolina, joining us live from Spartanburg. Um, I know a little, this is a little bit off the beaten trail, but you were in Co Cooperstown, New York last weekend. You were a college athlete in football. You played baseball against Mike Mussina through high school. How about that, man? I didn't know there was another baseball branch to the Joe Person story. Tell us uh, about <laughs> Cooperstown, your son, and, uh, you know, Mike Mucine's wicked breaking balls back in the day. 
Yeah, you're very nice to ask. Uh, we we were up there for. I, I got to spend almost a week in the barracks with a dozen twelve-year-old boys. So I got my I got my share of smelly socks and, and fart jokes and everything. But but in between those games, we did. Uh, it was very cool. We I did not get to Messina's induction, but I did. We we did take our team to the Hall of Fame. And the coolest thing in there was, of course, they had they had nice displays on all of the five guys who just were most recently. Uh, inducted and and in Messina's they had the handwritten notes of the scouting report that the Orioles regional scout did did on Messina in 1986. Wow! Uh, when Messina was like I don't know 17 years old, and that scout back then clearly saw the same knuckle curveball that I failed to hit, <laughs> and he said this guy could be a top-line major league starting pitcher. So good for Mike Messina, and uh, again, I appreciate you asking. Yeah, Joe Person joining us. Remember on Twitter, he's at Joseph Person online, theathletic.com, and nowadays, The Athletic Carolina is the sub-site where you can find great work from Joe on the NFL, our recent guest, Jordan Rodrigue, also on the NFL and the Panthers, Rod Boone on the NBA and the Hornets, Sarah Sivian on the NHL and the Hurricanes, C.L. Brown, on college hoops and other things, and then my occasional contributions as well, the Athletic Carolina. What is the biggest news besides Cam Newton actually throwing the football with his surgically repaired right shoulder that you have seen come out of the, these last handful of days in Spartanburg? I mean, I think I, you just kind of have to look at the defense. I mean, this this is a pretty big change for Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera in year nine to – just sort of overturn the the apple cart and he's got reasons for it and i frankly i I find those pretty fascinating too a couple days ago he used the word stagnant and just in describing uh what the panthers defense had become uh the last couple years he made the point that some of the other guys uh we've we've long been sort of lauding Ron Rivera for the growth of his coaching tree when guys like Sean McDermott and Steve Wilkes would go out and become head coaches. Rivera made an interesting point that some of those guys took out of the building a very intimate knowledge of this defense and that that word gets around the yep. league. I mean, Steve Wilkes didn't last long in Arizona. He's now in Cleveland. You know how it works. And Ron Rivera said that that was maybe not the – the, the only reason he changed the defense, but that played a part. So, it, 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 it they, listen, they are going to be very multiple. They are going to give teams a lot more different looks than they have in recent years. And it wasn't like the Panthers were bad defensively. I mean, you know, as recently as uh, kind of like from 2013 to 15, they were pretty darn good yeah. and, and among the league leaders in sacks. But then that pass rush the last couple of years just got old. It got a little bland. And so you get a glimpse of it in, in the person of, in, of like Brian Burns at practice. But I'm really, really eager to get a look at it in some of these preseason games, which, by the way, won't even be the full arsenal that we're going to see uh, you know, week one. Joe Person joining us. Quick reminder, the first NFL preseason game, of course, does not involve the Panthers, but it will be Broncos-Falcons this Thursday 
at the Pro Football Hall of Fame site there in Canton, Ohio. NBC will have the TV coverage of that. Everybody else gets underway a little bit more than a week later when it comes to actual preseason games. On Saturday, the Panthers put the pads on, on the first, for the first time uh, here in preseason workouts. Tell us, A, I know Cam didn't throw. I believe Saturday was the day that he just kind of tossed on the side with the trainers. What did the quarterback depth chart look like? Uh, you know how fans want to see, well, who's taking the first team snaps without Cam? So, so just a general Cam update and then flush out that depth chart for us because uh, apparently Will Greer made some plays this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead. All right, cool. I'm I'm actually on on the road back to Charlotte from Spartanburg. Uh, Will Greer has look. I was just I'm doing a piece on Will Greer that's going to post a little bit later this afternoon. I was going back and looking at some of the pre-draft stuff, and there were a lot of questions about his arm strength, which is what makes it interesting to me that that was one of the first things Ron Rivera mentioned today that he he has more arm strength. In, in Rivera's mind, Will Greer does that Rivera even thought, you know, coming into this. So uh, he's been pretty impressive. Uh, but but it, it looks to me like a two-man race between Will Greer and Kyle Allen. Taylor Heineke is, you know, he's the fourth guy. He did get his look, as you know, last year and, and valiantly played through like a torn tricep muscle in the second half against the Falcons. But you know, Will Greer is going to make this team. I mean, he, he, the question is, is he going to be the number two or the number three, and does Marty Herney keep three quarterbacks? But, but Kyle Allen opens to mind week 17 at New Orleans. He is a strong arm, bright guy. Uh, it's going to be an interesting battle. And, you know, when, when they start playing the likes of the Bears and the Bills here in a couple of weeks, That'll be an interesting storyline for fans to watch. And it was interesting. I saw in your coverage and or Jordan's, it was just a casual comment from either Ron Rivera or Marty Herney. Kyle Allen is better at going through his progressions right now. Will Greer occasionally locks into the, you know, like a predetermined receiver rather than going through the whole flow the way North Turner's offense is designed. So definitely one of those things worth watching the rest of the way. Joe Person joining us live from Spartanburg. Find his work at The Athletic Carolina. It feels like if you stay healthy, and I say that because, you know, one example, the New York Giants just lost two wide receivers, you know, significant dudes at the same position, both for extended periods. If the Panthers can stay healthy, I think there's a lot of reason for optimism. And yet I saw you writing about both Daryl Williams, a projected starter up front, and Matt Paradis, a projected starter in the front five on the offensive line. These guys are coming back from serious physical problems. I know it's still early, but are we you know, are the Panthers feeling good about where they are physically? You know, in Paradis's case, he's a guy that John Elway himself of the Broncos said, you know, we have concerns about how he's gonna come back from this broken fibula. Yeah, you know, the, the Panthers are being very cautious with, with those two guys in particular and also with Cam to a certain yeah. extent. Um and, and and I get it. And I think Paradis, you know, a broken leg, I think once it's healed and and I know ankles are a little different than, you know, talking about a bigger bone. But I think he's going to be okay. I, if there's any question marks, you know, you you worry about a, a guy like Darrell Williams on a uh, restructured, a, a reconstructed knee, uh, wearing a 
big kind of bulky leg brace for the knee brace for the first time in his career. Uh, so, you know, that he, he's such a big key because they have him at left tackle right now. Behind him is rookie Greg Little. And, and, one, and one of the reasons they have Williams ahead of him is, you know, one, I think they, they feel like he's the better option if, like you said, Dave, he's healthy. But two, I don't think they want Greg Little to come in here and be overwhelmed in his first NFL training camp. He was, you know, in, in a spread system at Old Miss. Uh, they think they obviously they feel good about him or they wouldn't have taken him in the second round. But they also are, are mindful about not throwing this guy to the wolves. So, yeah, I, I, the, the Panthers, listen, that, that right now they're, they're all kind of holding their breath and knocking on wood. Because they see what happens in other places. You know, they, they saw what happened to A.J. Green. Uh, and, and listen, last year here at this point, they had already lost Daryl Williams, Matt Khalil, and Ross Cochran. Yeah. Uh, all to what ended up being season-ending injuries. We didn't, with a couple of them, we didn't know it at the time. But so they, they have, you know, I think Chris Hogan, the wide receiver late, most recently with the Patriots, he missed today with, some sort of lower back tightness, but they've been pretty lucky in the early going injury-wise. Follow this dude on Twitter, at Joseph Person, man. Like, I have a question about the Panthers at safety, right? Who's next to Eric Reed? Well, he tweets two hours ago, Ross Cockrell, formerly of Duke, is working out at safety. Ross is usually a corner. Every time I have a question, like, there's Joe Person telling me what's going on. Hey, Chris Hogan left the field the other day, and there was no explanation. I call a person's uh, Twitter feed. Oh, it's just back tightness. He's going to be fine. It, like, he's the answer the guy who has answers before I even finish my question. Uh, I thank you for that, Joe. And there's also, I think you retweeted somebody else, just cool human interest video of a little lady freaking out at Luke Keekley <laughs> signing her hat, man. So uh, I'm out of time, but thank you for all of those and other things. Congratulations on uh, all the subscription news and, and everything else at The Athletic Carolina. Uh, I'm thrilled to be on your team in air quotes, and I always appreciate your time on our show. Hey, bud. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of your summer. I appreciate you having me on. Right back at you. Joe Person of The Athletic Carolina. Final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch next. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. And yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. Thanks to Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel for dropping by. Joe Person of the Athletic Carolina live from Panthers camp. Darren Vaught is back from Boston, and we're happy to have him back. Appreciate intern Will for his Talladega Knights contribution. Christian was with us as well, doing a great job as always. Thanks to Ricky Bobby for dropping by in his own way. You have Braves Nationals baseball tonight. Enjoy. We'll see you tomorrow. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.